0: Wine, Work and Passion is brought to you by the Napa Valley Wine Academy, America's premier wine school and two-time winner of the WSET Global Wine Educator of the Year Award. You can find a course that's right for you at NapaValleyWineAcademy.com and use the code in our show notes for a special discount. Welcome, wine enthusiasts and job seekers. I'm your host, Karen Wetzel, and Wine Work and Passion is the podcast where we inspire you to make a career out of your passion for wine. Every guest we've showcased on the show has had an interesting wine journey to share, and today's guest, Claire Tooley, is no exception. Join us and follow her path from her European roots to becoming a master of wine and ultimately moving to the U.S. as Vice President of Guest Experiences at the Boise Collection. Claire has worn many hats and she'll share her advice and expertise to help you pursue your passion and join the wine industry. Hi Claire, welcome to Wine Work and Passion.
1: Thank you, Karen. Very good to be here. Nice to, nice to be speaking to you.
0: Yes, thanks for your time. So can you tell our audience who you are and what you do in the wine industry?
1: Indeed. So my name is Claire Tooley and I live in California and I'm currently the vice president of guest experience for Boise um, and I'm a master of wine. Wonderful. Thank you. And we're going to
0: flesh all that out in just a minute. Um, so just so the audience knows how we know each other and how we came to having you on the podcast. So you're actually friends with my boss, Christian Ogunfoss. That's and right. he highly recommended you as a guest for our podcast and mm-hmm. connected us. And the rest is kind of history. We
1: yes. got together and- it's very kind of him, and Christian, obviously, and all that um, all that you do at the Napa Valley Wine Academy is such an extraordinary gift to the to the wine industry here and 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 to the wider world. So I am I'm really delighted to be here, Karen, and it was very um, very good of you to invite. me. So thank you very much. Well, well, thank you for accepting the invitation. I, I know time is precious, and we're happy to, that you're
0: spending some of yours with us. <laughs> so tell us what was in your glass the last
1: time you had wine? Oh, goodness. So um, it was not so long ago. <laughs> it, was <over> the week- <laughs> it was over the weekend, actually. We were hosting a beautiful uh, winemakers' dinner at the Elizabeth Spencer Winery, which is in Rutherford, which is a um, real sort of secret garden of a winery, really beautiful, right in the heart of Rutherford. And the wine was uh, 2012 vintage. Napa Valley Cabernet uh the Guardian made by Sarah Vandendrisha our uh, our winemaker and um and you know Karen it was absolutely singing it was it was a beautiful evening in Napa just one of those kind of golden hour evenings that we that we're so lucky to have here and the wine um 2012 so just beginning to really unfurl and 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 it really did you know throughout the evening it was i was able to sort of keep a little left in my glass just to kind of you know, watch it and 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 sort of sense it evolve over the um, over the course of the evening, and it was delicious. So I yeah. was that was the last last glass of wine, and I'm waiting for the next one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I actually did some uh, dinner. We, I went to a harvest dinner at Newton this weekend, and oh, we yes. were drinking library selections from their portfolio as well. And it is really wonderful to watch a, a wine evolve. And you're right, this weekend. It was very warm during the day, but
1: at night it cools off so beautifully here, and we're very lucky to. It's such a special time of year, isn't it? You know, harvest time. I know it's sort of where everything comes together, and any anyone who has any um, any love for wine, you know, this is this is the time of year, isn't it? Harvest time, vintage time, um, and uh, and and you know, coupled with a really beautiful evening in a beautiful place. So it was a yeah, it was a real a real privilege.
0: Right and I want to ask you so Elizabeth Spencer is um a new partner with Boisset, yes, Correct? correct
1: yes, that's correct yes it's a winery that um uh we acquired uh, not so long ago it's beautiful it's a, it's as i say a, set in the heart of Rutherford there's a l- tiny little brick post office that was uh, built in 1872 so 150 years later there we are sitting in the in the secret garden behind it um with the winemaker, with friends, with people who've come from actually all over the state. So I was sitting with a table of people who come from Oklahoma uh, for the awesome. evening. So um, yes, it's a uh, it's a special place. Wonderful wines, wines that are made very much with the um, you know with the idea of food and uh, communion, if you like um, that sort of pairing. Uh, and it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, it is beautiful there. I visited there m- maybe two years ago. It's been a little while. But they do have that beautiful garden. And for those of you listening who have been to Napa, it's right across the street from the Rutherford Grill. So It's exactly. always a really good landmark to find it because it is, you know, if you blow by it, you may miss it because yeah. it's not like a big giant mansion. It's just a really no, it's
1: building. No, it's very, it's very understated. It's very peaceful. It's mm-hmm. a real haven. And um, yeah. I would welcome anyone to come and, yeah. uh, and come and
0: Wonderful. Well, so let's talk about you. You have such a great story. You're, you know, you're a very international person. Tell us, tell us what we should know about you or what you want us to know from, you know, from wherever you want to start from maybe you're your growing up in Europe to being here in the U.S. and everything. Yes. Other.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I guess I owe, um, I owe the international side really to my parents. My father, worked for um, the British Council, which is in some countries is, is to, connected with the uh, diplomatic service. And as a result, he would be posted uh, from country to country every four to five years. And so I was born in Spain and then moved to France as a very small child. And actually, we had seven years in France. So growing up, um, my sort of early childhood there was, uh, you know, was look, looking back uh, was really rather... Um, Uh, was really rather special. I learned French, obviously, as a small child, which meant that I didn't really have to struggle with it as a second language. And then then subsequently, you know, they moved to Belgium, to Poland, to Mexico, to all all over the world. And I'm sure that that, you know, clearly influenced um, my sense of, um, you know, the world being there to explore. So I've tried to continue to do that. Um, And the wine industry has given me ample opportunity to do that um so that's that's really what I've done I've worked in the UK of course then moved back to France um for a few years and um and then moved to California eight years ago Mm -hmm. and I you know I I sincerely believe that that's something that you know not only the wine industry allows you to do but that is an essential part of who we are you know and I and I urge I urge people to to travel, and I know that obviously the last few years have been so difficult. Um, and of course, you know that's perhaps made me yearn for it even more, but or, or at least right. appreciate it even more. Right. Um, but yes, I've I've certainly uh, seen much of the world, not all of it though. There's plenty more to see.
0: There's always more more to see, and yes. and it is great to if when you plan your travels. And I'm assuming most of the people listening today are into wine and enjoy wine. You know, if you plan your trip a- around at least part of it around wine regions, you know you're learning more in these regions than just about wine. You're learning about yes. the history of the country and and, and yes. all the ways that that uh, wine affected their currency and their history and even their religion. And you no, know, it's so a very so. all-encompassing subject. But when you travel into wine regions, it's very uh it's very enlightening and very engaging and you know the people of course who are in wine around the world are always so much fun and
1: yeah, so I, happy I, to share. I, I so agree Karen and you know that there's no question that over the years that I've been involved in the wine industry you know it's the people probably that I remember the most. Obviously there's a handful of wines that I'll never forget for sure but you know it's the people who are sharing those who've opened the bottles for me who've opened their cellars to me who've you know, taken wine straight from the barrel to 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 show me to share with me and us. You know, I, I think that's the um, that's the essence of it for sure. And I had no I, you know I had no idea when I first set foot in my sort of in my first job in the wine industry. I had no idea how enriching it would be. Um, but it is by far the know um, it's by far the thing I love the most. You know, of obviously the wine, but actually those connections that you make, um, and to your point, you know, the fact that wine flows through literally flows through history, through through social upheaval, through social unrest, through politics, through through science, through art, um, you know, through, through all the all the pillars, if you like, of our uh, of our humanity, for that matter. So I am um, I I've been witness to that, and um, and I feel that it's a, a hugely important part for anyone who anyone who loves wine you know to sort of look look 360 look look to see who who's behind it who's behind the bottle um the families the winemakers the 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 consumers actually
0: right yeah it's funny i i have a saying that it's it's you know getting into the wine industry is not really about having a career it's a lifestyle and so (laughs) few people get in and ever want to get out like Everybody I know, I I can name maybe three people in my, you know, 30 plus years in the industry that have left the industry by choice anyway, (laughs) and never looked back. So really, once you're in, it it kind of becomes part of who you are in in a very lovely sort of way.
1: I I agree, Karen. And and also, um, you know, it's a very, um, there's a myriad of different pathways to take. Within the wine industry, I, th- I think that's something that I've learned over the years: is that um, you know you may start off in in one sector of it, and then before you know it, and if you're open to it, and if you're open to the challenge, uh, because it's not it's not as easy as um, as it's not as easy as everyone might want to make out. It's a it's a it's a it's a business. You know, it's an industry. It's it's cutthroat in some areas. It's um it's tough. It's financially challenging. You know, there are lots of possible hurdles along the way but um but i think that there are many directions in which you can take it and I, and i think that's where yeah. perhaps now looking back um i uh, i realize that that's where i've been so fortunate is that i've had a lot of opportunities
0: yeah and that's the beauty of wine is it's a it's an industry where it's it you can pivot from one thing to the next so l- let's talk about about your roles you you mentioned your yes. very first role can you kind of walk us through the progression of the roles that you've had in the industry?
1: Yes, yes. Well, again, with the benefit of hindsight, (laughs) (laughs) I I was very young, very naive in my early 20s, and I answered an, uh, an advert in a newspaper. They wanted a French speaker who could type. Um, and uh, so sort of my secretarial skills uh, suddenly became more important than my the university degree, um, but also the fact that I could speak French. And that obviously was to do with my childhood. And um, so that was my first uh, my first role. I was uh, a secretary to uh, the director of John Wines. They were um, extremely generous, so there weren't very many of us working uh, at the time for the company. I think I was employee number eight. Uh, we worked in a wonderful sort of bohemian uh, loft in Notting Hill in London, and the uh, John was very involved in uh, premium. Uh, highest quality wines from Bordeaux, from Burgundy, but also he was always a he had wanderlust, so he was always looking for the next beautiful wine from you know from Italy or from Spain or from South Africa, or and and what was so generous about him and his two co co directors Susie De Paulus and Amanda Skinner was that they. They invited us, the sort of newbies, the young, the young guns, to to taste with them, to travel with them, even. So I got to go to Burgundy and to Bordeaux and um, uh, and, and and taste and learn and listen uh, to looking back to some of the you know most iconic names, if you like, in those regions. Um, and then, uh, so I worked with them for, for, for a few years, really cut my teeth with them, did my diploma um, to, you know, started down that sort of more academic route, if you like, re- b- because I realized I knew so little. And that, you're um, sure about your, your WSET diploma. My WSET, exactly. And then and I realized that, you know, this was, this was important. You know, it was important that I understood. It was important that if I was to be taken seriously, it was important that I, that I spoke seriously, that I had some, some real knowledge as opposed to just, you know, just this sort of rather glamorous, um, uh, sort of tasting experience. Um, and then I, uh, moved, uh, from them with, with, with regret, but they were very, very gracious. And I moved to direct wine. So working for Tony Lathwaite in, in the UK as a wine buyer. So I always thought that being a wine buyer was the sort of epitome of, 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 you know, the, you know, the real pinnacle, if you like, for um, the wine industry. I was very fortunate. started as a wine buyer for them. And I looked after South Africa and Bordeaux and Burgundy and Champagne as the first portfolios. So not bad. <laughs> yeah. very, oh, very, very lovely. Beautiful. <laughs> they, they could, could have been worse and um and actually you know that relationship that that uh that employment lasted 22 years and um wow. and I worked in a number of different roles for uh for Tony for his extraordinary um team um what was, the name, the, what was the name of the company again the direct wines um Lathwaites, uh, that's so direct all,
0: wines.
1: that's right all direct to all direct to customer. So mail order wine clubs. And, um, they were really, um, you know, very, very welcoming obviously, but also just very open to, um, the idea of, of, of allowing me to move around. You know, I was, I was very fortunate. I, I wanted very much to move to Bordeaux. So I had my second child and, um, that wanted to really bring both my boys up with I guess the same similar sort of background to me, in other words, an opportunity to live abroad, to learn another language. And um they helped me move to to France and, and work for them there. So I worked as uh looking after the estates they had, the vineyards and the negotiant business. And that's really where I moved a little bit further away from buying and more into sales, actually, and established a, a, an international wholesale division for them, which basically meant I spent most of my time on an airplane. But I did get to see the world, you know, and that took me to Russia, it took me to China, it took me to Hong Kong, uh, took me all over Europe, and um, did that for a number of years, and then moved to California, in fact, because by that stage, the company had um, invested and evolved into the US market had launched the Wall Street Journal Wine Club and um, they thought that it would be a good opportunity to have someone based on the West Coast sourcing the West Coast wines. And um, I sort of stuck my hand up and said, yes, please, please. why not? (laughs) Uh, You know, an opportunity to come and work in California. Who turns that down? Um, So that's what I did. And that was eight years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have enjoyed that tremendously. You know, as a European... I can honestly say that um, we don't drink enough Californian, Washington, Oregonian wines. You know, mm-hmm. a few obviously are iconic. Many make the way, way their way over to Europe, but but nothing near the the the, the real sort of beauty and and um, interesting wines that are being made here on the West Coast. So, having an opportunity to come and explore it for myself, and then um, source wines for for the clubs was. Was actually turned out to be such a uh, such an adventure, and I had I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I would say the reverse is also
0: true. Here, living here yes. in, in Napa, we don't drink nearly enough international wines. <laughs> they're they're very no. hard to find, and um, you know they tend to be alone. They can be expensive for good for good quality, but you know having I've been in Napa eight years as well, and I love. I love my Napa wines for sure, but I, you know, they can be a little high alcohol. They can, yeah, you know, we're very warm here, so it's not their fault. Not you know, we get a lot no. of alcohol and, and they, they you know, that you can have a glass or two, but they can wear your wear your palate out where, um, you know, sometimes it's European cool. wines are a little lighter, a little more you yes, know, is, well they're, is they're it different, drinking in some places.
1: Yes, exactly. They're different. And you know, this is this is why this is this is why we are in the wine industry. Or well, this yeah. is, this is our my my honestly, my my passion, if you like, is to try and encourage people just to just to explore. You know, we've never lived at a time there's never been a better time in the world uh, for the wine lover. You know the, the the plethora of choice we now have. You know the myriad of great varieties that are actually bottled now that are nurtured. You know the the, the talent of the winemakers around the world. Um, you know it's not just the classic regions anymore that have this monopoly. We have we have fledgling regions that are just beginning to explore their own potential. You know we have regions that are just getting into their stride you know with vineyards that have that are beginning to mature we have winemakers of all ages you know genders um backgrounds who are beginning to really have an opportunity to express themselves and to express the the places that they have fallen for and that they that that they're working in And, and so as a wine lover you know as a wine drinker um it's never been a better time so i i of of course, it, you should find what you love and 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 enjoy that. But I am um, I'm a firm believer in in pushing the boat out a little and it, picking up a bottle that you might not even be able to pronounce. What's on the label? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Open it, and try it. You know, someone's made it for you. What a gift! <laughs>
0: right. Well, it's true. I, I was one time flying. I used to fly a lot for work as well, and I was on an airplane and I was in the aisle seat, and there was a, a young guy, maybe in his. 30s business suit sitting in the middle and I had my laptop out and I'm designing a presentation so there was wine bottles and wine labels on my laptop and you know he could see all that and he yeah. struck up a conversation and we got chatting he says yeah I'm kind of learning about wine he goes I drink wine he says but you know I'm, I'm a little frustrated because I have not found my wine yet and oh. I said I hope you never do oh. <laughs> I says, there's no reason why there's you know you go to the store and there's 2,000 SKUs on the shelves there's a reason why there are so many wines and, you know, the best thing you can do is be very, you know, of course you're going to have your one or two wines that you really, really like, but it's, you don't have to have your wine, be open to all of it. And, and I was guilty of that when I first started in the wine industry, I tasted a few wines and I just, that was, I identified myself by that. And, and then I started traveling and I went to New Zealand was one of my first international wine trips. And I mean, I was strictly a red wine drinker when I got there and it just opened up the whole world for me
1: that- and the people we were with. Isn't that the truth, though, Karen? You know, yeah. it's that, and that's to my point. Travel—if you have an opportunity to—it mm-hmm. opens your eyes, it opens your mind. You know, listening to people from different cultures, different societies, talking about their food, talking about their wine, talking, yeah. talking about their own wine journey, and, and not just that, but just talking about their country. You know, for sure. Yeah. The other thing, though, Karen, that I've also really enjoyed over the years is going to countries that are not known for their own winemaking, but and yet have a real passion. For wine and for drinking wine, because they're listening to those people talk about. You know, they tend to be more open because they're they're not they're not glued or married to their own regional uh, or background or you know they haven't been necessarily brought up with one standard style or you know regionality. They're to so them more open, and I've always um, I've always loved doing that, taking wines into. Uh, areas and countries and um, pockets of communities that are perhaps um just you know already open to it can or you give to an over, example? open to experimenting can you give an example of a place well, denmark, or... for example with 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 all due respect to there are of course there are winemakers in in denmark who are who are who are valiantly <laughs> um who are valiantly making wine but you know they're not known for their wine and and i and i think that was a, a market that i really enjoyed really enjoyed visiting really enjoyed pouring wines for um really enjoyed talking and and sort of bringing they loved australian wine actually that was one of the uh, sort of categories if you like that i um that i was representing at the time and um i i used to love that i used to love going to denmark they were fun they were they were loud they were (laughs) they were they were opinionated they would express what they loved about a wine they weren't they weren't shy. And yeah. um, and that was that was always I, I used to come away having learned so much from them. Yeah. Two, two things that come to mind as we're talking. One is, you know,
0: when you travel, whether it's regarding wine or just traveling, uh, you know, I always think people I'm a big advocate of going to other countries because you learn two things. You learn how similar people around the world are and you learn how different we are. Sure. And those are all beautiful discoveries to be made. And the other thing is when you are traveling in the world of wine, you know, the world of wine, as opposed to other industries, we're not territorial in the sense that we don't protect our house secrets. We we share, you know, we, you know, wine wineries around, around Europe will welcome an American winemaker to come and do a stint and, you know, share ideas and share concepts and discoveries.
1: And we're not, we're not protective uh, in a lot of no. ways. Although although Karen I think that that is, you know, it's interesting that you you mentioned that. I think that that has we've seen a shift, we've seen a change, we've seen we've seen a more open or a sense of of it being important to share. And I think that's something that, you know, if we were to sort of take take the clock back, you know, 50 years, 100 years, uh, you know, to 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 Long ago, um, that that sense of of, of being open would, would would just not have been really part of the uh, of the of the dialogue. Now, I think that there is much more of a sense of it being necessary, not not just not just important and not just um, you know socially acceptable to do that, but actually essential, because as a wine industry, as a global wine industry, we are all faced with challenges, mm-hmm. distribution, labour climate change, you know, all of the sort of social change, uh, all of these things, which I think we collectively have to understand, we all face. And that if we are to create a sustainable industry, global industry, then that sharing of information, that sharing of best practice, that real pursuit of knowledge that will allow us to continue making great wine, um, making wine that is value as well as premium, making wine that is has a social conscience. Um, right. You know, all of, of the sustainability, uh, you know, is something that is very much top of mind. And I think that the only way we'll achieve that is by continuing this very open dialogue between regions um, and between countries.
0: Yeah, I think that that's true. And we're lucky here in Napa, you know, back in the 60s when the rebirth really of Napa started and, you know, Robert Mondavi started his crusade and, you know, and a lot's changed at Robert Mondavi Winery. But from the beginning, you know, he was very, very open and there was a spirit of that, whether it was Joe Heights or, you know, so many people here, you know, the folks at Charles Krug and the Barringers, they, you know, they really... um embodied that spirit early on. um, Yes. You know, and then it kind of got a little tight, but as you say, it's opening up again and there's, you know, nobody, there's no secrets here (laughs) in wine country. It's a very incestuous little industry we have here. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I want to take you to, I want to talk about a couple of things. You um, let's talk about your journey as a master of wine, because I don't know how many are in the U.S. now. Did you achieve your MW here or in Europe?
1: I did. Well, I finally passed um, uh, last year. It's taken me, took me nearly a decade, I would say, from start to finish. I started it um, in the U.K. and then carried on with it um uh sorry well i started it, it taking the exams in the uk and finished taking the exams here in the us mm-hmm. um and um uh, it, it's a it was a long process for me for sure um i'm i i did it uh ha, if if i'd known how it would how long it would have taken or, how, or or what i would have learned along the way would i have done would i do it again a- absolutely um, but it was um it was a little brutal at times what made it absolutely worthwhile were the people that I met along the way, the people who helped me enormously. This isn't something that you do on your own. I mean it's a it's self study for sure. It's um it it, it, it it has to come from you. Uh, you have to. You have to want it, <laughs> and yes. you have to keep wanting it. Um, but uh, it doesn't happen in a bubble. You are entirely dependent on the relationships that you form, the connections that you create, uh, the conversations that you need to lead, and um, and and the, you know the questions you have to ask. So, yes, it was. Um, it was something that I wanted very much to do. I, I put it off for a long time um, and when I finally thought that the moment had come, um, I threw myself into it um, and 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 had some success sort of early on in that I passed the theory relatively quickly and then my Achilles heel became the practical side of it mm-hmm. and that's what took years and that's really what I worked on the hardest here in California, in fact, with um, Funnily enough, with the help of the Napa Valley Wine Academy, who so kindly donated their space to us, we would meet as a group of students every Sunday, religiously, uh, doing our exams together, doing our mock exams, helping each other out. And that went on for years, you know, every Sunday, and and not just every Sunday, it was uh, during the week as well. And then finally, um, finally got through that, and then had the dissertation to write, which took me another 18 months or so. And... um, the phone call from the institute uh a year ago and 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 was obviously just thrilled personally you know it was it had become a it is personal you know it was something that i wanted very much to do for myself um i didn't have a specific aim in mind or, or or it wasn't for a career change it wasn't it wasn't to do with that it was to do with my own pursuit of knowledge my own um belief that i could be better that i could be better at what i did and what i Mm. talked about how i conveyed my own passion for wine i could do that better if i was you know if i was really fully informed and if i put the hours and the weeks and the months and the years into to do that so yes it was um Oh, but my goodness! What a delight when it was over. <laughs> I'll bet the weight of the world. Well, you know, ten
0: ten years. It may sound like a long time, but I'm fortunate enough. I, I, I'm certainly not a master of wine myself, but I, I I play one on TV. No, I'm kidding. But I know <laughs> I know a lot of masters of wine, and in fact, we've been very fortunate that um, we've had quite a few on the show. Um, yes. So I, I know ten years sounds like a lot, maybe to the audience, but I
1: don't think that's that unusual. To be perfectly honest. No. No, no, it isn't. Um, Well, sort of fortunately or unfortunately, um, it it can take a while. And, you know, I have a family and I have a a, a, fortunate enough to work full time. I have a, you know, I have a career that all of that, you know, both of those things um, fundamentally important to me. And so, um, you know, it's all about timing really, and making sure that I, um, making sure that I could, I could Run with it all and hopefully not drop anything in the in the middle.
0: <laughs> right. Well, just to help the audience understand the rarefied area you're in, how many MWs are there in the world in the u.s uh, can you throw yes, some numbers can,
1: out at us not, not enough um so we're we're just over 413 i think we're about 413 now and um of which uh just over 150 are women and we are located all over the world 30 different countries um obviously a great number of nationalities it started the institute was established back in the 1950s in london and then subsequently has uh, grown into um, thankfully a global community but yes um there aren't we need more and and i would encourage anyone who is even considering it to to put to put real thought into it it was it's been challenging of course it's been um it's been a lot of work uh, but Obviously, uh, you know, obviously a great delight to, to, to finish it, if you like, and to, to, to pass it. But much more importantly, always, um, is this sense of community that has come out of it for me, you know, the people I've met around the world. And I think to your point, Karen, this generosity of, of mind um, and sharing, it was something that has come across very strongly for me over the last decade by pursuing the MW the number of people who have put themselves out to help me, and that you know, and that's something which clearly, um, you know, clearly I live with, and clearly I um, have every intention of giving back at every opportunity. Yeah,
0: that's great, and and that it sort of is that sort of pay it forward mindset For sure. whenever you're involved in anything like that. And you can't do it alone, and no. uh, and, no. and I really admire. I admire anyone who's as devoted to a topic as as the masters of wine are and the master sommeliers as well i mean
1: that's for sure I, i i think so i for me what was important was that was was really being able to um as i say being i suppose become an authority but but more importantly ensure that what i was talking about came from a from a position of knowledge you know that a position of 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 um you know academic truth, if you like. And, um, you know, and what I do now may not, may not use it uh, on a daily basis, but it, but it's something that I feel that when I, when I'm sharing wine with someone, I, I do it, as I say, I do it, I do it with a sense of yes, of knowledge or, or at least, or at least of something that I've worked hard enough at to, uh, to want to share, you know, to share, to share that.
0: Well, it certainly gives uh, gives you authority and credibility to a topic. And uh, and so speaking of what you're doing now, let's talk about what you're doing now. So yes, what, oh
1: yeah. well, yes, thank you. Well, I joined um, the Boisset Collection. So Jean-Charles Boisset and I um, met many, many years ago in Burgundy. In fact, when I was the Burgundy buyer for, um, for my previous company. So we were both in our 20s and um, we've become friends over the years. I've worked with his teams, who are extraordinary. His winemakers, uh, Stephanie Putnam and Katie Carter, and Thane and Brian Maloney, and I mean, many wonderful, wonderful winemakers, whom I was working with, buying from, and um, you know, fortunate to work alongside. And then, really, the opportunity came to join them, so to, to sort of come across the table and join. And so I, um, I'm the. VP of Guest Experience for the Boise Collection, which really covers anything where we have this direct connection to our guest. And so um, our wineries, our winery experiences, our tasting rooms, of course, um, our wine clubs and uh, the ambassador program that we run very successfully. We have also, of course, our beautiful retail Oakville Grocery. Uh, both in Oakville and, of course, up in Healesburg. And we've just opened the Calistoga Depot, which is a really extraordinary um, footprint up there. It's the uh, old um, terminus for the railway. And so that property um, we acquired, we are developing, we've opened provisions there, which is a beautiful uh, retail space. So a lot, a lot of things, a lot of, um, a lot of events, a lot of dinners, a lot of parties. You know, we're all about, we're all about sharing in the most sort of, you know, fun, informative, yes, educational, but really, you know, human way possible. So very colourful, and I've been with them now this year, um, very busy, and and I love it. My goodness, I've met. Um, Wonderful people, you know, who who are coming to us from all over the states, but also now, thankfully, um, coming from all over the world again, which is mm-hmm. just so refreshing to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Can can you tell us? Can you give us an idea of some of the brands, some of the wineries that you oh, that are so under the
1: Wase umbrella? Of course, with with you know with with pleasure. So here in uh, Napa, Napa Valley, uh, we have the Raymond Estate and Elizabeth Spencer. Uh, which we talked about a little earlier. Um, We have the JCB brand, which is that we have a beautiful lounge in Yountville and also in the Ritz-Carlton down in San Francisco. And then we have Calistoga Depot, as I say, and the Oakville groceries. And then over into Sonoma, we have Buena Vista of which, of course, is an, a historical, really beautiful property, actually. I honestly urge people, who have not been to Buena Vista, you know there's something in the air there. It, there's, there's magic. And, of course, um, also Deloche, which is in the Russian River, which is bucolic. Talking of gardens, Deloche has an absolutely magical flower, vegetable garden. We grow fresh produce there, which is then used at the Oakville Grocery in the salads, Um the eggs uh, from the chickens are taken from there and t- taken to, to the local grocery as well. So it, so the loach is really beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, that, that sort of covers our portfolio. And, um, as I say, very quite eclectic, very colorful, some, um, quality first you know the, the the wines the wine making is something that we I know everybody says that that's where they put their, their their pride and their passion but um you know I can honestly say working with the winemakers that we have that there is this real sense of purpose um, a real sense of pride in you know being stewards being the conveyors if you like of, of place and time um, as well as craft um, and then as my role uh, which is really to oversee, how we deliver that to the guest you know what what that means what 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 experiences will really bring those wines and these regions and these properties to life and how 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 that is done you know and i think that that is something which california has been at the forefront you know real pioneers in wine tourism for want of a better word but we've taken it to another level here um we've and it's important that we do it's important that we we listen to what is going on in the world. What the wine lover is coming for? Why? Why they're coming to visit us? Why they're taking time out of their, of their lives to come? Why they're prepared to, you know, spend their hard-earned money to come and um, spend time with us? So, so how how do we that hospitality? You know that sense of sharing and, and camaraderie is something that we take obviously very seriously. Jean-Charles epitomizes it, but all of us and the teams that I'm now very fortunate to work with, um, we spend a lot of time thinking about it, you know, and really, and really really working out what it is that we could be doing better to, to serve.
0: Yeah. And you, I think you just wrapped up, or maybe it's not quite done yet, the Broadway series.
1: Yes. And yes. is that done now for the season or are we still going? Yes, no, it's done for the season, but there's 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 so there's always so much going on, and I think actually that's that's also part of what we feel is important. There's never an ending, you know. There's always there's always something new to come to enjoy, and that's how it should be. You know, yeah. we're, we're we yeah. are in the business of entertaining, um, yeah. and 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 wine, of course, um, has its own uh, has its own characters, personalities, time and place and so forth. But fundamentally you you have to you have to be able to to share it, you know, and you have to be able to share it in a meaningful way. And for mm-hmm. some people that's in in a classroom, you know, and for some people that's at a conference, for some people that's at a lecture, and um, and for others it's across a table, you know, it's a, it's it's over a brunch, it's over a harvest. Uh, winemaker dinner you know and and you have to you have to be able to i believe we can be many things to to many people and that that are that our real goal is to ensure that everyone comes away feeling that they have been really well looked after and that they have that then that any intimidation or any anxiety they may have had with wine has disappeared and that right. they can go out and and enjoy um as uh, you know with their friends that that, that for me is super supremely important
0: yeah and i'll tell you, you you know you have such a such a great you know uh, head of the of the whole operation in john charles i mean he cool. you, you mentioned certain words like edge like uh entertainment and colorful yeah. and passionate and well, you know really zoning in on the customer's experience the guest experience of the quality of the wine i mean he embodies all of those things and he's such a Joy. He exudes yes. joy when you watch him, yes. and it's a he, lot of fun to no, engage
1: with him. He he really does, Karen. Um, as do as to the the, the many team members who um you know who 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 work uh, with him. You know that there's there's this, the idea of energy and and how we transfer that energy to each other. In our engagement, in our conversations, in the way in our in our body language, in the way we the 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 way we express things, the way we listen, you know, the way way we allow people to come in and tell us tell us their story is very very important very important to him for sure very important to all of us Um, and then fundamentally obviously. The fact that it's wine that's united us—it's it's the, the yeah. wine. Wine is what's brought us around the table. It's what's brought us to this moment in time. Um, so, giving uh, an opportunity to that wine to express itself, and to and for us to sort of learn a little from it, and taste it, and enjoy it, of course, um, and buy it, <laughs> and right. share it, um, is uh, you know is is really our is our mission. I'd like to think that we will continue to doing to do it extraordinarily well and actually also Karen um, you know very importantly we we live in Napa we live we have a privileged existence here the philanthropic part of what we do as a wine industry and something that is very close to Jean Charles heart is this giving back the number of, of, of charitable events of of um, Auctions of community events, bringing communities together, but also giving back into those communities, is something that I think um, we we do a lot of. We do very well. We are very committed to, as are many in the valley, which is um, which is which is lovely to be a part of. It really is.
0: Yeah, yeah. nep is known for its generosity, and you yeah. know, I'm fortunate enough. I I go to a lot of charity events and. John Charles is almost always there or at least repre- his, his wines are represented, you know, and, and I know that comes <laughs> from him. So yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. A very, very big, big part of that. Um, so in, in kind of wrapping things up here, only in the interest of time, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but, you know, you've done a lot of things in the industry. Um, you're now working for, you know, a, a company here that's very well respected. What are, mm-hmm. if the audience is listening and thinking, you know, I heard some things in in her story that I'd like to try to do that or you know if somebody wants in the industry what what do you think they could do give them some advice on what can they start to do right now that would set them up for success in our industry
1: yes gosh if I if I'd been given that advice you know 25 years ago when I started I wonder <laughs> I wonder what I would have done I I my advice always to anyone is to really think and look for the things that switch you on you know that 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 give you a little spark and then try and get really good at it and that and that might take years you know it, in fact it probably will but 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 looking for the things that are um that really that really pique your interest and then finding the people who are already doing that who you consider to be doing that very well and and reaching out to them asking them talking to them about how they got there and what what they did to uh, to, to, to to get good at what they were doing I think I think that's one thing that I would recommend I recommend always being tenacious you know it's a word that I was given um, uh, by a, a wonderful master of wine Deborah Myberg, who helped me very much at the beginning of my Studies um, and she said, Claire, just be tenacious. Keep, keep going. Keep going. It's not easy, you know. The wine industry, as I said earlier, is full of challenges.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not all wine and roses and dinners and beautiful evenings in beautiful gardens. It really isn't. It's hours in hotel rooms, airports aeroplanes it's missing your children it's missing your loved ones it's it it, you know it takes um it takes real tenacity and i i i can't really stress that enough that it doesn't matter who you are where you've come from uh male or female um you have to work at it if that's what you really want to do but the rewards are definitely there so be tenacious find something you love and become really good at it um Of course, study. I'm I'm bound to say that that was something that was very important for me. You know, um, academically, I wanted to pursue the MW, but also because I believe in knowledge. You know, I I believe in um, the uh, power of of knowledge and information, and that takes time. Um, So, of course, the WSET, the various um, programs that are out there, the authorities that there are on all sorts of you know, detail science regionality and so forth those are of course worth pursuing if that if that's what you're if that's what will get you going then then do it if it isn't don't worry you know there, there'll be other more practical things wineries are always looking for interns certainly at harvest time you know harvest is difficult they need help <laughs> um <laughs> They really do, so, do. So um, you know, so there are opportunities for people who want to get their literally their hands dirty and um, and and their boots on the ground. But as I say, I think um, I think be open. And I think finally, my advice is to: if you think you know everything about wine, then then you're wrong. Be open. There, be there's humble no about it. <laughs> Yeah, you'll never you'll never know everything. So listen to people, you know, go out and ask the questions because um it's extraordinary what you'll continue to learn, um, if you're if you're open to it. And it certainly it certainly keeps me going. I I, I can't I can't really imagine well, I can't imagine doing anything else, that's for certain, but I I hope very much that I have plenty more adventures to come and yeah. so much more to learn.
0: Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, the one, one thing I'm going to add is apply for jobs. I, if People think I have to wait until I have all these certifications and all these credentials and I have to, have um, to be in the right place at yeah. the right time. You know what? Get online, go to winejobs.com, go to Forest Brands, go wherever, look for jobs, cool. network to find them and just submit. And And you may not check every box they're looking for, but your it doesn't matter,
1: Karen. Absolutely, I can't. I can't agree with you more. I think that you know our our motto is always, you know, that we we hire the attitude. We can train the skill. Right. You know, anyone can learn about wine. Right. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me, you know. Um, yeah, you can't uh, teach a personality, but you can teach one. Exactly. And I think that is something if you if you are passionate it is a people's industry. That much I would I would say. I think that you have to have a I'd I'd like to think that most people who um who, who succeed, if you like, are those who really have an interest in others. Because I think fundamentally that's, that's the sort of common thread, but no, you're absolutely right. Apply, apply if it, if it piques your interest. And the other thing, you know, I've always suggested to people is, is write to businesses and companies that you want to be a part of and ask them what they're looking for. Ask them what you can do for them.
0: Yeah. Great. Idea. You know,
1: any, anyone, any, any, uh, and believe me, I, you know, we, we employ and anyone who comes to me and says, well, what can I do for you? What can I do for your business? What is it that you're really in need of right now? You know, that's a breath of fresh air rather than saying, oh, look at me. This is what I can bring to you. It's it's more, well, what are you looking for? And what is it that you really need right now?
0: Yeah, no, uh, t- those. that's such great advice. Don't Just because mm-hmm. the job's not posted somewhere doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Exactly, <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: And, yeah. we, and we, and, uh, you know, this is an industry that's constantly evolving. It has to, we have right. to evolve. We have to develop. We have to grow into the new world that we're living in um right. and we have to adapt. So um, you know, that, that goes just as much for us as a as a industry in total as the individuals within that.
0: Right. So let me ask you a quick question and then we'll wrap things up. How can people connect with uh wase And is there a is there a web page or something where they
1: can find Cool. Um, we we have we have everything posted. We have our jobs posting on the Boise collection. You can reach out to me. Um, I'm Claire at boise.com. Um, you know, feel you're, free. You're brave. <laughs> I, well, I'm brave, but I'm 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 open. You know, um, Karen. That's that's the one thing I've I hope I've learned over the years is that mm-hmm. um, you have to. Uh, y- people have been so generous to me, Karen, all over the world. They really have. Um, so if I can help in any way or advise, then I'm more than happy to. Mm-hmm. Well, I will put uh, the uh, Boise collection at
0: yes. website in the show notes. And I'll also, with of your course. permission, put your email of so course. people can reach out to you. Um, yes, so for those who uh, didn't get to write that down, it'll be in the show notes on the po- for the podcast notes. So Claire, I don't know how to thank you enough. Your, oh. your, your story is so interesting and inspiring. And you're just delightful to speak to. And Thank I appreciate you. all of your time. I, I know you have a lot of people pulling on you for various things. And I appreciate that you gave us no, your
1: to me. goodness. Um, no, Karen, it's, um, it's, was very very kind of you to invite me, and I hope I didn't go on too long. <laughs>
0: no, it was, I think I don't think anybody hung up yet, so I think they're all still listening. And, uh, yeah. and I want to thank the audience, by the way, because we do have a very loyal following here at Wine Work and Passion, and we have a great rating for people to listen to the whole thing, which is wonderful. And and I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and your insights with them. So thanks wonderful. so much, and well, to well, thank the audience, you audience.
1: Thank you yeah. to Karen. Thank you to Christian for, for putting us in contact, but um, real pleasure to talk to you, Karen. So thank you. You're, you're very welcome. Thanks
0: to all of you for joining. And I hope today's show has inspired you to make a career out of your passion for wine. If you'd like to have a one-on-one career coaching session with me, just use the link in the show notes for more information or to schedule an appointment this podcast is all about helping you follow your dreams. So feel free to send us your suggestions for guests or topics through our email link that's listed in the show notes. And it means an awful lot when you share us with friends or leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join us again for our next episode.